This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, presented by McConnell Automotive on Sports Radio 105.5 FM, online at WNSP.com, and on the WNSP app. The Dew Sweepers is also brought to you by the Taylor Martino Rowan Law Firm, Stokely Garden Express, Taco Mama, and Strixon Cleveland Golf. Now, stepping up to the tee, here's Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to the Dew Sweepers Golf Show here on WNSP, and I'm your host, Tony Ruggiero, as I am each and every week. And uh, if you've been paying attention to the Dew Sweepers and the radio show here on WNSP over the last six, eight months, you'll notice that uh, we've really focused on putting out lots of golf content on all the channels and the uh, options that are out there for all of you golf nuts. And so... My podcast, The Tour Coach, has been playing here on WNSP each and every week, which is a conversation between me and somebody that I teach with, met, respect, uh, look up to, uh, teach, whatever. It's our observations, our conversations from all around the world of golf. They're authentic. They're genuine. They're not edited. Sometimes they're funny. Sometimes they're not. Um, They come from dinner conversations or uh, all different things, just sitting down and having a glass of wine. You're listening to the Tour Coach Podcast here on WNSP, and also we start the show off with a selection of our newest version of the Tour Coach Podcast, which is a Tour Coach Mini, which also plays during the week wherever you get your Tour Coach Podcast. And these are little 10-minute conversations between either myself or Jackson Court and some of our friends, players, teachers and so forth that have shaped our career and helped shape your golf lives. So if you like what you hear, you can always find more do sweeper content, more tour coach content, wherever it is, you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Google play, SoundCloud, wherever that may be, you can find the tour coach well over 200 episodes. And now there's content coming out for you every Monday, every Wednesday, every Friday, and then, of course, you got the Dew Sweepers radio show here on its home on WNSP. And look, I hope none of you ever need a lawyer, but if you do, this radio show here is brought to you by the man, and that is Ed Rowan. If you need a lawyer, if you've been hurt in an accident, make sure you call our friends Taylor, Martino, and Rowan. Taylor Martino and Rowan, uh, and our boy Ed Rowan, he's one of the very best, and you can't forget Blaine Stokely, Stokely's Midtown Garden Center as well. They're at the loop on government. Sit back now, improve your golf game, and enjoy listening to the Tour Coach Podcast and the Tour Coach Mini with Jackson Court and myself. So enjoy, and please support our sponsors, and you're listening to the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP. Ah, let's just do well, let's, let's just on. do one. Yeah, we we got this whole thing staged. Okay. I mean, I think my first question is like as you continue to learn, like what what's the curiosity that continues that drive? I I don't know. I just I have this in deep fear that I'm always not doing my best. Hmm. Right? And I'm always worried that I, you know, I'm always worried I'm not living up to what somebody wants or what some somebody expects. I'm always afraid to disappoint people. Um, what they need? But, you know, just in general, yeah. And and so, I mean, that probably like, you know, so I, I mean, I'm always trying to learn. I'm always trying to figure out, like, if if I miss something, you know. I just always don't want to be the guy. Like, so I'm probably not like the guy that's going to necessarily experiment on you. Mm. I know teachers that I think do that, and I think that's their style. And and they probably go down rabbit holes with players where I wouldn't do that because I'm more worried. I don't want to be the guy to mess somebody up. But, um, you know, I, I think why do I, I'm just always trying. I'm always just trying to get better. I want to get better. You know, I'm, you know, I'm extremely competitive. I mean, I hate losing the jingle bell. I hate, you know, uh, finishing second in anything. So I'm always trying to figure out how to get better and how to, how to improve at my craft. I'm very prideful when it comes to the product I put out there and what I do and what it represents. I mean, I think that probably comes from my upbringing from Hank and from Wayne and Woody for sure. 
So, you know, I, I think you're always just trying to get better. You're always trying. I'm always trying to push myself. I want, you know, I want to be one of the best at what I do. I've still got such a long way to go. Um, but, uh, I mean, I think that's why I do it. I mean, I still got things I want to achieve. I mean, I know Hack and I talk sometimes about, you know, you get to this age stage of your career and your life. I'm only 52, but obviously you're winding, not winding down, but you're certainly not still shooting way up. But, uh, like, I still have a bunch of things I want to accomplish. I still want to see guys or girls win some things and, you know, win majors or, be, you know, those types of things. And you still want, you know, uh, you know, I look at the things that I'm most proud of, like the guys that I've had play Walker Cups mm. were huge for me and very things I was very pr- proud of. How many guys have you had play Walker Cups? Andy, Robbie, Bobby. Three. Am I missing anybody? That's it. Three Walker Cuppers. All on four and six. I think Ben would have had a good chance if he, you know, was going to stay amateur. But, uh, um, uh, but three, you know, so I've had a U.S. Am winner, a runner-up. You've know, had two Ams play at the Masters. Two Ams play at the Masters. Uh, you know, Bobby was... Uh, How many Ams did you take to the U.S. Open? Oh, a bunch. I mean, we've had a bunch, and we've had a bunch of people... You know, I mean, that's you know, fair, phenomenal. Fair, not a bunch, a decent number, right? I mean, ballpark eight. You know, no, no, I don't know. I mean, we've you know, and a couple of them turned pro when they got there. Sam sure, Love and Smiley and stuff like that. So yeah, Davis Riley, Davis Riley, Davis Riley was an AM. Yeah, he stayed AM. I mean, he went to Alabama after that. Such a good guy, such a good player. Yeah, I'm gonna try to get him on my podcast soon. I love it. I'll have to buy and that's beer. so. All right. When I was, so I was freshly married, right? We got married in the summer of 16. I'd worked for a guy previously, Adam Shriver, phenomenal coach. Legend. And, legend. And um, I've I, had him on tour yeah, coach. Yeah, he's great. The regular one, multiple times. And, and that, we teach pretty similar in, I think, what we like. Agreed, which is I think is why I fit your model decently well starting off young. But, you know, I was young, and I didn't end that in a, in a mature or professional way, uh, which I take full responsibility for. But I remember. <clears throat> so, Does that guy on TV not look like Shaheen Nakajami or whatever his name is? I, I mean, don't look even at, know. Does that guy not? He does. He does, actually. Okay. Sorry, we're watching something on CBS. Go yeah. Ahead. So I'll never forget, you know, I, I was newly married and I knew that if I wanted to take golf instruction seriously, I was at. I had to do it now, right? Because mm-hmm. I'd worked for a top 100 guy, tour coach, and if I wanted to go down that road, it was kind of now or never. And so I had written, while I was working at an awesome club up in Michigan, Muskegon Country Club, an mm-hmm. old Donald old, Ross. Old, uh, as Coop would say, I mean, why does nobody ever talk about those new, new Donald, Donald Rosses? Um, and, you know, I got to teach a bunch of lessons, but operations wasn't for me. So I knew that was smart. my time. And uh, so I had I wrote handwritten letters to, it was probably eight to ten coaches that I knew I would move for because my wife, who's phenomenal, born and raised in Michigan, right, like was never leaving. Right. And you were one of those guys. And that was the same spring that smiley was in the final group of the masters yeah yep and i remember so vividly sitting in the shop behind the desk watching it on tv on sunday in a position that i didn't really want to be smiley be another great 10 minute guest Mm -hmm. for you and i i was like man like my opportunity is going out the window because like i see smiley up there and i know you're gonna blow up from that and i did more research and i found out like you taught Robbie, you taught Bobby, you taught Zach Sucker, and you taught Smiley Kaufman. Basically, four guys from one country club, essentially, that had made it to the PJ Tour. That is not a coincidence. And I was like, something's going on down there, and I don't care what the opportunity is. I want to take it so I can learn and figure out what the heck is going on because it's good, right? Like, the proof is in the pudding there. And I was so thankful to get that call. And it was a tough move, right? You got to give a shout out to Meg. She got the letter. Did she? Um, 
That's where we're still in that little office in the back office at the Country Club of Mobile. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, look, we were growing. We, we were super fortunate to have great talent and great players, right? And uh, I owe a huge part, uh, an enormous part of my growth and my success as a teacher to Bobby Wyatt, right? I think we kind of grew up, not grew up in golf, but like my success in the early parts, obviously, you know, later is different, but was because of some of the stuff that he did. And like, he was a phenomenal player and, and he's still a great, great friend. Right. I still think of him like he's my own kid. Sent you Uh, some videos today. Yeah. And, uh, his daughter doing daughter doing, (laughs) by the way, he has a pivot pack. And, uh, but anyway, so I think, uh, but like, I've been lucky been lucky had a bunch of great i i you know you going back to the radio show i did the radio show and i always looked at it as an opportunity to sit down with at that time it was three we had four segments but three segments were instructional three guests that were way further advanced than me and that i could learn something from and i could build relationships with Right. Mm. And I look at the people I had the chance over the time to, you know, obviously during for there was a huge period of time where Hank had his own segment on the tee with Hank Johnson for whatever years. Uh, but, you know, you had them, you know, you had the Jim McClain. Jim was always gracious with this time and came on a pretty fair amount. You know, uh, Chuck Cook had made, you know, Tom Ness and you had all these great teachers and even, you know, Tom Patry back in the day and. You know, I'm just trying to just, I'm randomly pulling stuff out of my ass here. But, like, all the guests, I mean, you, you know, a lot of the great teachers in the game of golf. Uh, you know, Hank Haney came on once or twice. Uh, you know, we had some great players. Ben Crenshaw, who was my, you know, childhood idol, came on. And, and then, the, awesome. you know, a little bit of time I was around Tom Kite, he came on. And so we, you know, you know, it was just huge for me to learn. So, um you know, one, I mean, hopefully you get something out of it, but it's going to be fun for the listeners. It's fun for me that through all of these years and what we've done, that we've created the opportunity to do just kind of like a spinoff like this and have some fun yeah. with it. So it's going to be fun. You're going to have a blast with it. And I, the biggest advi- piece of advice I'd tell you is like, go get people that you may not even think you got anything in common with or that you would like, right? And see if you could find some common ground and see if you can... And just sit there and listen to them talk, you know, because yeah. there's been people I've asked to be on the show that going into the studio, I was like, you know, <laughs> right. <laughs> and, you know, and then you leave there and you're like, man, that guy's pretty good. Or that girl's pretty good. You know, yeah, yeah. it was different. So I think, you know, I, I've always kind of taken that approach. You've been around me. Like, I mean, obviously I'm critical of things and I can be sarcastic, whatever, but uh, I think I go into things with a fairly open mind, you know, uh, let people do their thing and, not everybody's got to agree on it. And, you know, that's kind of always been my thing too. Like with this teaching and everybody gets into arguing and so forth, we don't all have to agree on things. And like nobody, sometimes there's things that people aren't right or wrong. They just have difference of opinions and different ways of doing things. And I think we need to get back to that in golf. Like I get the science stuff, but we don't I mean if people are getting better and you're doing a good job, it's okay. Right. Yeah. Doesn't matter how you measure it i think why measure when you can guess <laughs> i heard that heard that jackson good luck with this we're gonna have some fun that's gonna be a riot that backswing and keep it out of the rough this is the dew sweepers golf show on wnsp presented by mcconnell automotive once again your host tony ruggiero this is tony ruggiero here on the dew sweepers golf show which is the tour coach podcast on wnsp and it's available for you wherever it is you get your podcast whether it's spotify 
Apple, or Google Play, just type in the Tour Coach, and you'll hear more of me and more of our content. But this segment of the show and this segment of the Tour Coach is brought to you by Stokely's Midtown Garden Express, right there at the Loop on Government. Everything you need by far to make your house and your yard look its very best. Trust me, it's where the dew sweeper hangs out when he goes to shop for his house. So check out Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. All right, so another one of our world-famous roundtables here near a hot tub, but we're not in it. <laughs> we had to have it. Anyways, at the Airbnb here for the uh, retreat in February, and this is one of the best houses we've ever had people-wise. Uh, Jackson K, Morgan Hale, our boy Coop. So good to have Coop. And first time here at a retreat, and maybe ever. Has, has he been before? Luke Guthrie. He's done podcasts plenty at golf camp. First time down here. Luke Guthrie, LG 2.0. Man, we, we had a blast. We had a blast. So, uh, anyways, Jackson, let's start us off with your observations. Go ahead. From today? Yeah, let's uh, tell you what you think. Yeah, and great. welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me, Tony. And, and congratulations on you. People that are listening to this may not know, but starting this week, there's going to be two extra. Tour coach podcast during the week, the little ten minute little minis, and there'll be combinations it's called of called potties. Well, I call them potties. Full of knowledge, absolutely <laughs> full. full of knowledge. Uh, little minis uh, that Jackson and myself will rotate and alternate. And I know you taped one today, so. Uh, anyways, I think we ought to have Morgan. We got big news coming in the near future about Morgan Hale too. I'm not going to talk about it. Could involve a job or me being the master of ceremonies. But it could involve something totally different. <laughs> <laughs> now to you, Jackson. This is going to be one of our most listened to. No, it's fun. We had uh, Kevin Sprecker and oh Ian yeah, Highfield. For, yeah, Ian, yeah. What we have eight kids in town. Nine, nine. Rotated them through three groups. Mm-hmm. 2.0, Coop and Hack were on course doing situational short game stuff. And how to hit shots. Sprack and Highfield were doing practice. How to practice. Yeah, we did full swing with a couple putting stations. And uh, some fitness. And yeah, I led the fitness. Morgan did the instruction. <laughs> Coop, what's the topic today? The topic is listening and acknowledging and using the tips you're given. Instead of? Throw them in the garbage. <laughs> frustrating today. Frustrating. Satisfaction every other time. Today, I learned what the ins and outs of teaching instructing is. Is when a, you give your information that's not paid attention to and literally neglected. And I saw it on the course. It's the only reason. They did some things today that they shouldn't have, and they knew it when they were doing it. And I'm glad it didn't work out for them. <laughs> on a personal level, but on, for me, you know, I'm new to this. I want my teaching to be good. But uh, I just, and maybe they were a little eager, and I think the close age groups got them a little competitive in a sense to where they weren't a group, which is understandable. But just want to say great kids just didn't listen well today. And it showed up in play. And it will continue to. Mm-hmm. So, T-ball. <laughs> Check. J ball. <laughs> oh, and they got this one time when I spoke up, just doing what Tony told me to do. <laughs> Thank you. But like, how often do you actually see that? Probably more often than not, right? Well, I mean, I, we're going to get to Guthrie here in a bit because I'm going to ask him if he thinks tour players are any better than the juniors. We might be the worst bunch. We're right. I mean, and I think, and I'm going to pose this question to everybody, but I think when you go on the golf course, even if you know you're supposed to be doing something and work on something, you'd rather be comfortable. And I think that, so then you just, you, you take those to kids and they're playing with other kids that they want to impress or they're, and they're trying to impress us as coaches, certainly. And so, and we're, and they're playing for that gift card, you know, Mm -hmm. and whatever. And so like, I think they try to go and be comfortable and do what they did. I think, 
Um, and then you fast forward that to tour players. And obviously I've done this a while and <clears throat> watched you a bunch of times in tournaments and, and a bunch of guys. And, and uh, I would say that the majority of the time you gravitate back towards being comfortable with, with without knowledge and with knowledge. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's an, and I don't think it's an intentional thing. I don't think you know it's just what we do. It's what we do, right? But I got to give you credit. I saw you. What was it? Maybe four, five, six weeks ago. Yeah. Came down here. You playing the Monday? Backswing's better, right? And you left, and I remember calling Jackson, and I I said, "You're not going to believe who came out, right?" And he was like, "Who?" I said, 2.0. and and I said. Uh, you know, I said, I told him what we did. And I was like, it was pure when you did it. We worked on hinging the club more up, not in your hands, not going out. And I think not, yeah, for people that are listening, you know, they get into the techie stuff. Like a lot of people try to make the club go up and they push the hands out, but then the club gets behind he twist. Noticed, he noticed that was wasting his energy in a sense mm-hmm. and probably some width. Yeah, for sure. We worked on width today, but like I, anyways, Fast forward that because I I know how you are when you get on your own, and I was back to doing what's comfortable. <laughs> unbelievably impressed good. how good it was. I said that Jack's like man, like that backswing was pure. Yeah, that was good. And but you told me that you've really been working on the backswing, and you yeah. got it where you want it now, so you can move forward. Yeah, it's like I feel like it's probably all tour players, but for sure me, I'm like as hard headed as we. As you get, I feel like you don't get really good at something without being a little hard headed and kind of run through a wall type person. And it's like, man, when something's not working, you know, you need to stick to it. And it's not that you don't try to stick to it, but like you're fighting for results. And it's, it's different when you're in the middle of the season and you're standing on the tee and you got to hit a good shot. Mm-hmm. I don't care how it gets there. Like I'm, I'm thinking short term and so the difference is between thinking long-term and short-term. Right. Yeah, and it's hard to think long-term in the middle of the year because there's realities to things. But, like, That's true. seasons just aren't that big right. either. And if the changes don't come into or Pretty fall quick. in, it's kind of hard. It can snowball the wrong way. Trust is hard to crutch on. Yeah. Trust. It's, it's, probably, it's probably very difficult with a short off-season. But how much of that? There is an off-season. They're barely. A couple weeks. Yeah. But, like, how much of that, too, is when you get there, it's, it, do you think it's, like, a pressure thing, or do you think it's being under environment or circumstance that pushes you into seeing different lines and wins with trouble out there when you kind of have to, like, work back to old tendencies, just yeah. like what you are talking about with your setup stuff today? Yeah. A hundred percent. Like, so, setup today, I tend to get further from it and kind of bend over a little too much. Wow. And, like... Well, I was taught that way as a kid to be kind of pushed away, and I so you had a I, strong grip. I think as a kid, correct? Strong grip. So I turned. You fixed hard, that, but I was far from it. And I kind of went and got the ball. Yeah, I would say. So my body's kind of trained to do that. Mm-hmm. So standing a little closer and taller, but it looks great. But send a couple of hosel rockets yeah. out there right away. <laughs> it didn't feel good being fortunate enough to be around golf around some of the best like you what i've seen is there's very little success without struggle i mean very little like i've seen guys get rock bottom and then before you know it, they're on the leaderboard and they win. They win. Coop, what's the difference between when they're on the bottom, like, and on the top? How big is the difference? Is it a lot? The, the difference is expectations. I mean, knowing when you step on the tee that you don't expect much out of yourself is probably a comfortable spot to be in. I wouldn't know, but is that right, Luke? I mean, oh, expectations, everything. Yeah. yeah. If you, if you, I was kind of saying earlier, I took. Well, I missed second stage, and I took, like, three weeks off, just kind of a T.O., and I, like, came back to, got an invite to go play a nice golf course, and it's like, I don't know if I'm going to shoot. Went out and shot, like, 64, yeah. the smoothest round. It's like, zero expectation. expectation. 
thought I might slice it off the planet on the first hole, but it's just striped all day long. So it's if like, you were okay. taking on a new project and came to Tony and said, you know, we might have to start from scratch, but this is what I got to do. Do you have the trust and the will where you trust Tony for it to work out in the future? Like, yes, it's just like, you know, it's like hey, the years. You got to believe that what you're doing is right. I came out of college playing really good. And like, I feel like I really sucked when I got to college. Or like, I was really good. I came in, had some issues, and I had to work through them until I didn't really see, really start playing well until junior year. And it was all these. Really? Yeah, so I didn't win until junior year. I started showing promise as far as like hitting the ball sophomore year. What was your first win in college? Uh, I would have been a fall my junior year. It was like Jack Nicholas invite. It was Scioto. Scioto. Hard golf course. Hard golf course. I was playing legit. Won seven times the last two years. So it like clicked. But there were so many moments leading up to that of just not being able to do the move and what I was trying to change, then being able to do it on range, then doing it Mm -hmm. for three holes and qualifying that. What's your mindset when you're struggling like that? Just that it's going to work? It's gonna work, and you just gotta put the work in. You doing just the right see, thing. start seeing those glimmers, like, oh, that was it. And then you start doing it, and then you have a shot that has to happen, or whether it's uncomfortable, wind off the left, water left, whatever it is, and you don't do it, but you're doing it on the range, and it's just all these moments start piling <clears> up, <throat> and then you're this confident player. I came out of college, like, polished and confident. Right. And it's like, but it was kind of a three-year process of getting to there. And I think that's the hardest part is... It's giving that time. It's getting, how do you do that in like maybe three months in an off-season? You've been listening to the tour coach here on the Dew Sweepers radio show on WNSP. This segment of the show was brought to you by Stokely's Midtown Garden Express right there at The Loop on Government. They're the very best. They've got the best selection to help you get everything you need for your yard and house. We'll be right back with more help for your golf game. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, live on 105.5 FM and WNSP.com. Keep it in the fairway with Golf Digest Top 50 and Golf Magazine Top 100 instructor, Tony Ruggiero. This is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, which is the Tour Coach Podcast on WNSP, and it's available for you wherever it is you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or Google Play. Just type in the tour coach and you'll hear more of me and more of our content. But this segment of the show and this segment of the tour coach is brought to you by Stokely's Midtown Garden Express right there at the loop on government. Everything you need by far to make your house and your yard look its very best. Trust me, it's where the dew sweeper hangs out when he goes to shop for his house. So check out Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. As a coach, I can tell you that the toughest and the hardest job and the one I hate the most is the player that every day it's based on how they hit it that day and they want you to tell them something different to fix the last ball. Like it's not a big picture. Was I a little like that? Not the worst. Not, not the worst. worst. Not the worst. Not the worst. Not the worst. But I, you know, I work, I work, I work with a lady professional, and like, but it's, it, it's like you can't, you know, like, well, I, I want, I need something different every day, whatever, like that's, but that's not how people get better. I mean, that's right? That's band aids. It's never going to work. And I, I really don't want to be involved in a with a player and in a situation where we're not working towards something. I don't want it. I don't want to be judged every day. Right. Like, Oh, you got to come up with some new shit every day. I mean, let's face it. Some days I'm not very good too. Right. You know, like yeah. you, you got to have a big picture and you got to have, and, and you for sure were, I mean, you, what you said five minutes ago though, about in the season and the immediate ramifications of Noah and you got a wife, you got a kid now too, or like, and you got to make a cut, and you're trying to like, like, a hundred percent that off. I mean, right? But you did. You never were like. You didn't ever go. You didn't ever go out 
we work one day and the next day you'd call me and you'd be like, or text me and be like, so I tried this today and it'd be something totally a hundred percent acid. Your days in golf turn into infected wounds. Wow. Coop. They do. <laughs> Whoa. There's no band. If you play professional <laughs> golf, no band. You Write that down. Play. That's the title of this podcast. <laughs> I'm just being honest. You have to, you can't fake it against guys like this. You cannot fake it. You got to be good. A situation will show up. You'll get exposed. Right, exposed. We got to get Morgan in this. Yeah, you just can't band-aid a golf swing out of it. You might be able to for an hour. In an hour and two minutes, it's going to show up. It will show back up. I think that what Tony does is puts what he teaches in Morgan. The guys trust you. They trust you and know that it's a plan. Well, I think I think the guys I've had the most success with um, and had really good years with, you know, I look at the people that I had, like I had, would say your best years, right? Right. And you could look – I'm sure you've got that caddy in, right? You well, say, hey, these years is where I – like Lucas in 2019, tour championship, I thought – but, like, I thought, man, like, everybody was all in and, like, for sure he believed what we were and doing, we right? we got 100% dedication out of Right. And I thought Smiley – man, I'm so bad with years, but the year he won in Vegas – and, you know, was in the final group at the Masters. Man, like, I've, I've told lots of people this. Like, it would it was, it'd be hard to find a person that was a better student at that point. Right. Right? Like, he'd drive to see you, yep. and you guys would – we would work. And, man, like, he was – and he was on the same shit all the time. And then the other one I would bring up when it comes to that would be, like, Robbie Shelton. When he was in college – he was the best student I'd ever had. Like, I'd, you could see him once, and you could see him two and a half months later, and you'd say, what are you working on? And it would be word for word exactly what he's doing. And I think that's why he was such a great college player, and he's obviously a great player. But that's why I think he had so much success. I would say he's veered off that a little bit as a professional, but I think that's pretty easy to do out there. I mean, I think that's busy, busy right? Yeah. How hard is it to stay? How hard is it when you're playing, when you start to play shitty? To not start having rabbit ears and listen to everybody. Totally, you see. And then we got to ask Coop, what's the worst shit you've heard on a range from a teacher? <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to give names. It's me. Let's give him a little time. Was I there? <laughs> okay. You were not. <laughs> I didn't. I think the hardest thing is when you start struggling a little bit is you compare your it's the best players in the world. So if I if you're struggling with your putting, you're struggling with your short game, long game, it's not like you go to the guy that struggles in a hundredth on tour in that category. You go next to the guy that's best at it. And so you're kinda like looking at him, Wow, I suck at this. I remember being on a range at Colonial and this one I was playing really good. And I was not a great long iron player, not a great three wood player. Hit next to Adam Scott. And how like, many long saying, irons you got to hit at Colonial? That's what I'm saying. And like, <laughs> well, I'm like, and I, I made some like borderline changes trying to get better, right? Yeah, based on how shallow he was, and just every three wood was so flush, and I was a pretty steep player, and I hit these spinny three woods. They weren't very Colonial good. Was not a place for you. Never will be when it's firm. Yeah. It's so, fun. but like, <laughs> really I, good. I didn't go. I went to probably the best player doing that. I've seen a, I've seen steep players at Colonial. Yeah. You know, struggle. Yeah. And it's I think it's the the contact, like mm-hmm. the club bounces a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because I did. I love that course, but I never like right. never play that well. It's not my fault. Okay. Okay. Go ahead, Coop. Worst advice. You've heard given to a player on the range by a teacher at a tour event. How'd that feel? Good. Look good. Trust it. That made no sense to me. (laughs) He answered his own question. (laughs) What? (laughs) I mean, it just was bizarre to me. And I I heard it. How'd that feel? Good. Look good. Just trust that. 
What? Trust what? <laughs> I didn't understand. We didn't talk about it. I did not understand. I'm using that next time. <laughs> I, you, we watched Guthrie hit ball strong. How'd that feel? Look good? Trust it. Trust it. What's Look good, feel good, trust it. It, it looked good. Well, it felt good. Well, it looked good. Well, trust it. Well, what did I do? <laughs> you got to know what you're doing. But today, the way you explained to me what you were doing made me understand that, you know, it's time. It's a process. Yeah, it's, Something, it's starting to build. Like, I, it feels like we were work, working on this backswing, committed to it, and there's things I want to work on in my downswing, but it's step one. And until this backswing's kind of stamped in place, yeah. I shouldn't even move on. So it feels – I also don't have any status right now. So right. there's not so a tournament next week that I'm kind of desperate to, like, get feeling mm-hmm. really good and feeling like I can win. So I feel like I got the time to build this thing. Right. Build it correct. It's like being a red shirt freshman. Yeah. You know, in a sense, you got time to get better. So to yeah. show what you got. Yeah, so I think it's interesting, like, where I'm going is the art of coaching behind this, mm-hmm. right? And obviously figuring it out for each player, but the time aspect is very different for each person, right? And, like, if you're working with a guy, so literally, I, this is a text from today at 421 from a member at Atlantic Beach. Mm-hmm. Small breakthrough, whatever, shot 91 yesterday. Went back on the range, uh, watched some of our videos. Remember what you'd said, that good players stick with what they're working on. Just played nine with Amy, shot a 37 with a double. You got to do better coaching on that whole thing. <laughs> right. <laughs> Could have been 35. But, like, <laughs> but like this guy had. Or how about both? Don't have your wife as your dad. Exactly. Ooh, that'd be torture. You've done that. Have you? I have done that. How was well, that? Yeah, we did good. A full year. Yeah, but you guys are different than most couples. I know. We're I mean, adorable, Jackson, aren't we? too. I mean, they're different. I gave her a veto power. She didn't want any any me. piece of anything. <laughs> Why is that? <laughs> She called me off one shot. I told her, like, hey, if I ever, <laughs> I ever, yeah. But Caitlin I was, like, was a good I'm player. A, yeah, she was a college player. Yeah. One player. And I was like, I'm going to talk okay. out loud. She's like, I don't want to get you yardage. I'm like, okay, I'll get them. I'm going to talk out loud through my shot. If I say something that sounds really stupid and I look committed, please stop me. Right. She stopped me one time. I, like, had a bad yardage, and I just, like, made up a number in my head, and I was about to sail it over the green. And she's like, no, that ain't right. You said this, like, it's not that number. And I was like, wow, you're right. I was better to hit, like, an eight iron clear over the green. You're paying attention. Yeah. Wow. So. Impressive. Mm. Way to go, White. Yeah. <laughs> All over it. Right. So for coaching, T, mm-hmm. how do you rein people back in? Because you're, you're very good at that. He never teaches the same thing. Whoever comes in there, it's always – I mean, I have seen guys go to one thing, you know, this is what you need to do. This is what you need to do. I don't care if you're an octopus and have eight arms. You do this. Well, what am I going to do with the other six arms? You know, I'm not like the squid over there. You know, it's like he teaches individual their swing, mm-hmm. takes advantage of what they can do well, and tries to pull out what they don't do. You've been listening to the tour coach here on the Do Sweepers radio show on WNSP. This segment of the show was brought to you by Stokely's Midtown Garden Express right there at the Loop on Government. They're the very best. They've got the best selection to help you get everything you need for your yard and house. We'll be right back with more help for your golf game. Watch that backswing and keep it out of the rough. This is the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP, presented by McConnell Automotive. Once again, your host, Tony Ruggiero. This is Tony Ruggiero here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show, which is the Tour Coach Podcast on WNSP, and it's available for you wherever it is you get your podcast, whether it's Spotify, Apple, or Google Play. Just type in the Tour Coach, and you'll hear more of me and more of our content But this segment of the show and this segment of the tour coach is brought to you by Stokely's Midtown Garden Express right there at the loop on government. Everything you need by far. 
to make your house and your yard look its very best. Trust me, it's where the dew sweeper hangs out when he goes to shop for his house. So check out Stokely's Midtown Garden Express. It's fun watching him. Rain, like when people I'm here, people when people do get sidetracked, getting them back in. <laughs> so how do you do that? Do what? How do you rein people back in? Because you're good at it. I mean, I just think uh, okay. So on a PGA Tour level, I think, and I'm gonna give the man across the table some like when you have a real good relationship with a caddy, it makes it a huge. Because, like, they don't really ever I've, – I've had players go off the rails in a practice session with no caddy, like, well, you're not at a tournament. But it isn't as – like, it's not as tense, right? Um, but, like, most of the time that happens. It's at a tournament with something going on, right? Like, if you have a really good caddy, um, and I've been around some really good ones, I think, like, uh, obviously, I mean – it's the reason he's sitting here. Coop's one of my favorite human beings and caddies and whatever. And I just think the world of him and we worked great together. It's like, I, I always felt like I could read him and he could read me. And like, I could always just like, sometimes he'd just give me this look like, (laughs) and I knew I needed to say something. And there were times I could give him a look and I swear to God, he'd be like, Oh, I lost the golf ball. I mean, like, like that, or he'd go, you know, oh, Tiffany, just you know, whatever, right? like, right? Like, we just kind of knew, and so, uh, but been around a bunch of them. I mean, Smiley, uh, um, you know, Smiley had some great ones, John Yarborough, right? Like, he was great guy, and and Aaron, Aaron, his first caddy, right? Uh, that got hadn't one, caddy long. hadn't caddy, but like, man, like, in a he, and what did well, I'm on the corn fair and all that, Aaron, uh, uh, Really good situation. Yeah, man, like him winning and everything happened so fast. Like, so I think I always called him Buffalo Looper. He was from Buffalo and he was a big sports guy. But, uh, anyways, like, like great K, like Buffalo Looper and I had a great rapport for a while. Like, where, you know, he could tell me things, I could tell him things. So I think, I think, man, on the tour level, you know, I think that's a big, I think that's a big deal. Because you get an honest answer from, right. And, you know, most pros are just, they're so humble, and you know they really are. They're gonna tell you, you know, I just suck, or something like that. And if you tell yourself that you suck, you are well, the tour player always, to me, always goes the like. It's like I just hit it bad, or I just had made a bad swing there, and the caddy will be like, "Well, I mean, he didn't hit the best shot, but it was blowing twenty left to right, and it was this, and he did get, a, you know, or whatever, right? Like, it, or, you, you know, a true picture, right?" You know, I think so. That's what I think. Like today with the kids, we were they'd hit a shot and they would be like just so upset. And I'm like, "What are you upset about now?" And they would go, oh, "I pulled it," or blah blah blah. And it's like you're within tour average, and you're 12. <laughs> <laughs> and you're pissed off. I love it, but ease up. <laughs> you know, it's golf is harder than you think. And we gave them situations that weren't easy. You know, it was difficult situations, and they would You're hit it. You threw a 50-yard bunker shot. I threw a 50-yard like, almost like plug, front <laughs> pin with all cover on their asses. <laughs> I did. I was aggravated. <laughs> <laughs> we had plug bunker shots, 50-yard bunker shots. <laughs> we had downhill. Bird's nest lies in the rough. I'm just like, good grief. Well, <laughs> I'm barely hitting the green from these places. Great. I feel it. In the morning, you get to go out for a little bit. We're going straight to the fairway bunker. Oh. Give them a good lesson. Oh. <laughs> this is only I'm teaching Tony's teaching. I'm just carrying on. A gleam in your eyes right now. You look excited. You know how many times you know how many times as a caddy Coop has told me on Tuesday going into the Wednesday practice round. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. We need to hit some fairway bunker shots. We hadn't hit a fairway bunker shot, I'll be I think there are things that are done in the bunker that. If Lucas has listened to this, he's going to so know it's hey, about it. Well, hey, he he got better, <laughs> and it wasn't because of me; it was just because of him. 
you know, practicing. That's hard to make yourself go do something. That's hard. Let's I mean, go hit yeah. some fairway balls. You know, I have simple thoughts. I'm a simple man. But if you <laughs> dig your feet down two inches in dirt and do not choke up on the club and you hit it fat, don't say, why did I hit it fat? <laughs> What? <laughs> That's pretty simple. Choke up on the club and take one more, mate. <laughs> you just change who you were. <laughs> Shorter now. <laughs> you get two sets. I need two fittings of clubs. Bumper clubs and Because I like to hold it with the butt of the grip in my palm. So, I don't dig in. That's just my thought. <laughs> Guys, choke up when you get in the bunkers just a little bit. Oh, that's so much oh, waste time. <laughs> so much waste time. You got to let Jackson take it. Day in, day out. Watch it. Okay. Sorry, my tooth bad. Look, we're getting close to the end of this one. We could wrap this up and start another one. What about for your average Joe or your junior? <laughs> right. How do you rein them in? What's the first thing that you get? Choke up. I tell him to choke up. What's the first thing... Like, how do you figure out the first thing you're going to say to someone? Can I answer my own question? I think, I think what I've learned from T is you have to, like, hear them, like, talk about what they're trying to do or feeling and help them paint the picture. Like, you don't give them the picture because then they, they can't see it. Correct, because then they can't buy into it when they go into the range or they're doing it on their own on the golf course. I don't understand. Like, I need... I'm best if I, not that I think it's my idea, but like it's like I need oh, to have owner. better when you think it's your idea. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Did you get that on camera? <laughs> <laughs> I'm guilty. Oh, man. But no, like you need to, for me, the biggest moment, if I'm on the 72nd hole, I'm at Pebble and I want to cut one off the ocean, I want to know it's coming back. I need to freaking own that thing and like believe what we're talking about. And like really understand it, and it might come back to that moment where it comes out of your mouth what you're trying to do, and it's like validation of everything. Can we hear from Morgan? Like, what is your first? So you get an amateur that's just an average player. Like, it seems to me like the first thing you say can either make them leave or kind of lasso them. Let's give Coop the MVP for this podcast. He's asking a serious question. Like, I wouldn't know what to open up with. It'd probably be like, yeah, you're pretty good. There's something wrong. You could just say, yeah, you're pretty. <laughs> that might scare him off, too, though. I know. I mean, I think it goes back to, you know, learning under T and, you know, some of the teachers he's put me around and, you know, just. Trusting what you do. Trusting what I do, but getting to know the player as an individual right. and, you know, what they are thinking, what they're trying to do in the swing, you know, their so goals. the decision of your, is pretty much based on studying the student. Yes. You know, I think you spend, a, you know, right. the first few minutes of each yeah. lesson. I mean, I do talking to them and, and asking I, questions. You didn't, you heard me doing your job. Right. And I think every teacher's personality is different. And the things that they can say or they could get away with or that they could do – like things I say, like Mark Blackburn might would never say or right. get away right, and like things that the, really <laughs> shocker, <laughs> but like uh, things that got quiet, things that uh, things, or, but like or things JP Justin Parsons or things that uh, Dana Dahlquist or whatever would say. Like you know, everybody's different, right? So I think you got to figure out. What's in the, what's in your per, you know like what your personality is? It's got to fit like you know. I mean, I don't know if y'all know, but like normally when things start to go astray, I turn the attention away from golf and I talk mm-hmm. slower and I do I act slower. I normally control the golf ball coming to you like I always have to pull it out of my pocket. Right. 
right instead of it just being there like everything to slow <clears throat> to slow the situation down and i'll you know i'll normally like I'm lucky enough i can crack a little bit of a joke and like i'll you know i'll make a joke i'll be i, I normally am self-deprecating i'll say something you know whatever like that that takes the attention away from them and slows them down i can i can attest to that i can think back to when i get fiery and in <laughs> sessions sometimes i could be the guy you're referencing that at a fiery <laughs> not at a golf tournament Maybe. but yeah. no but i can like now thinking back i've never thought of it but like you'll like kind of stand over the golf ball or something and kind of like slowly set up another one when i'm like a little frustrated and you're probably vibing it or kind of move a training aid or something and i would almost i'd never say anything but i'm kind of thinking get out of the dang way i want to hit the shot but I don't say it, and by the time like three more seconds pass, you're calm. <laughs> Let's go back to Morgan. <laughs> My gosh, I mean, she's the voice of the Dew Sweepers. Oh, she's kind of oh, and the logo, and the yeah. logo. <laughs> <laughs> Almost everything. <laughs> like I said, I mean, we got big plans for. Her. She's gonna do good things. We're pumped. We're pumped. Kudos to Morgan too. I mean, been doing a heck of a job. So, Make Jackson, great. tell you what, we've had a big time this session. Let's do another one. All right, we're going to do another one. So let's give them some more. So, all right, we uh, appreciate everybody listening, but stay tuned for uh, episode two, episode part two, part two of what was the let's do it in 3D part two in 3D. There you go. Uh, Band-Aids what? Band-Aids make infected wounds. Band-Aids make infected wounds. Part two. You've been listening to the Tour Coach Podcast here on the Dew Sweepers Golf Show on WNSP. Special shout-out to my boy Clint Crouch, who produces all of this content, gets it up, and makes us all sound wonderful and informative. If you like what you hear, as always, you can check us out wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, or Google Play. Also, check out all our social channels, including our YouTube page and can't forget all the support of this show and this last segment was brought to you by stokely's midtown garden express at the loop on government everything you need to make your house and your yard look the way it should look coming into the prime golf time of season i'm tony ruggiero and we'll be back next week with more help for your golf game